0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Yes, indeed. Second most wins from a starting quarterback in LSU history sitting next to me on a beautiful Saturday afternoon on the final day of the regular season in college football. Of course, next Saturday, Dub Championship Saturday. Conference championships will be played. He has Herb Tyler and Deke Bellavia. LSU with a golden opportunity tonight to finish as high as number two in the West and uh, be third overall in the SEC behind uh, either Auburn, Alabama, or Georgia and Georgia in the whole. Entire 14-team Southeastern Conference, but more Pretty importantly, Herb can, can get their best conference record for the first time in several seasons. 2012 was the last time LSU had a six-and-two mark. With a victory tonight, the Tigers can finish six-and-two
2: in league play. That's impressive, man. Thank you. Look, seven weeks ago, everybody was calling for Coach O's head, and here we are now. Mm-hmm. And the guy's going to end up being either, you know. Just Two or second place or third place on the West, and maybe third or fourth in the whole entire SEC conference. So I think that's uh, that's huge, by Coach Odom first year.
1: Well, you know when you think about it, uh, obviously when you go by wins, Herb, and I've I sitting here the last few weeks, we've been talking about all this for quite a while, and certainly Kirby Smart, what he's done at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Coach Saban every year, yep. and uh, we talked about the job Coach Odom has done. I mean, one and five, and now Missouri's won their last six. Next to Alabama, they're the hottest team in the league. Yep. Uh, they drew lock, was huge again uh, yesterday with uh, five touchdown passes. But you thinking about it on a short list, I mean, uh, Coach, Coach O could be up there for Coach of the Year for what he's done, especially when you go back where this team was in September and where they are right now.
2: I don't see why he shouldn't be I, I, at yeah. least a candidate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, what Coach Odom has done over in, in Missouri right now, it's, it's amazing what oh. he's done. But – when you think about having to turn a team around yeah. in the middle of a season to, to not after lose those teams, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know have to you know have the the fan base also have them, those guys come back to you and support you the way that they have, mm-hmm. I think that's all encompassing of what a head coach is supposed to do, and um, and I think the guy has has definitely put his ballot in the hat to be uh, head coach of the year in the SEC for sure,
1: no doubt about and, it, and possibly the country. Hey. T- talking about the uh, coaches in the country uh, big news of course yesterday while yep. urban and I were on uh, as he left the field Yesterday, Brett Bielema was fired in Arkansas So we know we have four vacancies in the southeastern coverage for sure uh, Mississippi and Arkansas in the west Tennessee and Florida in the east Chip mm-hmm. Kelly goes to UCLA It would seem to be between the, there in Florida. He decided to stay out west familiar, he will be in the Pac-12 at UCLA. Uh, Nebraska has parted ways with Coach Mike Riley. You're talking about some prominent, historic football programs yeah. looking for coaches, an awful lot. I don't know if you've had this many high-profile programs that could uh, that are up for, for co- looking for head coaches now. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to, you know, basically some more firings obviously will take place between now and the first of the week. But uh, just in the SEC alone, and now Chip Kelly is back in there. Um uh, Coaching is going to be on the uh, the forefront, including in our matchup tonight, the future mm-hmm. of Coach Kevin Summers.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, right now it's it's really a great time to be a young, great offense or defensive coordinator um, right. who's either coaching underneath a, a great coach in the Knicks Saban or something like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. or even somewhere else to where, you know, now those prominent jobs, jobs are opening up. So you may have an opportunity to get one of those spots. And I think right now you're kind of seeing a shift in the paradigm of, college football of coach and head coaches, and it may not be that same circle of head coaches that you've seen before in the past now you're going to see these younger guys getting an opportunity and I love that.
1: I agree. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Jump the conversation LSU and Texas A&M. The Tigers a nice favorite here at home over the Aggies. Of course if Texas A&M were to win they would finish up with three losses in the conference and uh, that's what LSU would be. They'd be five and three each. Yep. So your take on this matchup and what kind of game are you expecting tonight from both the Tigers and the Aggies 5042601870 you can text us at 87870 big blow to the ACC yesterday as University of Miami took a 24-14 loss at Pittsburgh, at Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. Right now, Georgia looks like they're holding up their end of the bargain in good, clean, old-fashioned hate, the rivalry there in downtown ATL. <laughs> Number 7, Georgia, 24 now over uh, Georgia Tech's 7. So keeping you in tune to that, the battle at the Big House in Michigan, the Wolverines are hanging tough early in the third. It's 14-14 between mm-hmm. the Wolverines and the Buckeyes. So you have to look at that, to Herb. And, of course, later on this afternoon, the Iron Bowl, and basically the winner moves on to Atlanta.
2: Yep. the the iron bowl is going to be the iron bowl is what it is it doesn't matter what the records are who's coaching who's playing doesn't matter i mean it starts with the fans and they you know when they're in auburn they meet at at toomer's corner and they all go at it you know Mm -hmm. and um and i know that that's what they do and those fans they either you have that line and right in the center of uh, alabama and you either love alabama crimson tide or you love the auburn Tigers. so i you know today i look for Actually, Auburn giving Alabama everything that they want. I, agree. I think I, I respect Alabama to the point of they were, you know, uh, in a championship last year. They didn't win it, but they are coming yeah. back as the, the number two team in the country. And they're undefeated, and we need to respect them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn is probably playing some really, really great football right now, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit better than Alabama, but at the same time, I think Alabama has the edge um, only because they, 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 they just – I just think that they have this – this mystique about them when they play Auburn. Yeah. Um, Auburn plays well. You know they they beat them in the, the infamous what the kick six, if the you kick will. Kick six. Yeah. Um, they and then it they did that. Ten. Put,
1: they were down twenty four to zero. Ed Bryant, Denny, and Cam's. And that's what you, you know
2: what? You, here's two things right now. Just just to, to hit on this point, the Cam Newton game was here. You have Superman and Cam Newton. That's right. Only way you come back from that that from that deficit and win that game is to have Cam Newton. That's right. And then the only way you win the other game, the kick six, is by. Returning a a fifty-yard field goal, a hundred and nine yards for a touchdown. So those are two amazing things that had to happen yeah. for Auburn to beat Alabama. Now outside of that, Alabama just plays regular normal Alabama football and they beat Auburn in you know normal fashion. So today I see the same thing. I see I see Jalen Hurt really playing a really great game today. Um, I think Gus Malzahn has some some other stuff going on in re- regards to being you know, lured by some other teams to go ahead and coach somewhere else. So, you know, this game is the most important game to him right now. And I don't know how focused he is on this particular game. That's
1: Herb Tyler and Deke Billaby, Of course, just a little tease. We'll go around the SEC, get you caught up there, the big games in the nation. And, of course, uh, coaches, there's a lot of vacancies out there. One has been filled, though, UCLA, uh, earlier this week, uh, last weekend, actually, after they lost to USC, they dismissed J.L. Mora. And now Chip Kelly is the new head coach for the UCLA Bruins. He's Herb Child. I'm Deke Bellaria. Count you down to LSU and Texas A&M tonight. After 6.30, it's kickoff. The Tigers, 20 seniors to be honored tonight prior to kickoff in Death Valley right here on WWF. And welcome back. Counting it down to LSU and Texas A&M right here on WWF. It is senior night tonight in Death Valley where the Tigers will get set to take on the Aggies. And it's a huge one because the Tigers can be 6-2 with the victory Over Texas A&M and Herb, uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday as we were previewing some of the game Also talking about the big prep football matchups. We'll hit on that in just a moment last night Quarterfinals on one side semifinals on the other Mm -hmm. but senior night tonight 20 will be honored What's going through the mind of those seniors right now? Herb not only uh, it's the last time for a lot Walk down the hill Mm -hmm. the tiger walk uh, walking out on the field Uh, Tonight when they go in it It's the last time as a tiger what what are they thinking of? Look,
2: man, it started before that. It started after the the game last week. You I know got what you. I mean? Hey, this is the last time I'm gonna go to Sunday practice and then Monday or Tuesday practice will be the full day of pads and then one more day of full pads and then after that you put on your shelves and then that's that Thursday practice. You're getting ready for Friday's walkthrough and the travel, whatever you're gonna do, whether they go to the hotel and you know here in town or you'll catch the flight, which they're not obviously, but um you know, the, the first thing you think about. This is the last time I get to strap everything on with my with my teammates. Yeah. You know, um, and you think about you know all the years that you've been doing it, all the blood, sweat, and tears, and the times that you didn't want to get out of out of your dorm room and go to practice, and you, you know you're you're yelling at coach or whatever in your head because you don't want to do it. But oh, more know, than worth it now. Exactly. Huh? The next day, you feel like, man, this is the best thing I could have ever done. I couldn't, I wouldn't dream of it being any other way. So, and then after that, the next thing you're thinking about is, you know, how can we pull off a win tonight against a top-tier team in te- Texas A&M, you know, and then um, once you start thinking of that, then it all hits you once your halftime comes, or well, not halftime, sorry, prior to the game, when your yeah. parents start walking down. Kind of one of the, and the into, in- into
1: intensity tears. Yeah, down your definitely, face, man. Huh? I
2: mean, it's tears of joy, of course, sure. obviously, and some, some sadness, if you will, because it's the last time you're mm-hmm. doing it. But when you see your parents sitting there underneath the, uh, the goalpost waiting on you to walk up so y'all can walk out on the field to be announced, um, that's one of those things that you just can't you can't you can't you know you can't compare that to anything else in life i would assume other than having kids or you know um you know something like that so yeah yeah um but that's that's what one of those you guys are thinking about. in life they The thinking about it man and yeah. that's that's it man that's the last time you get to do it here in tiger stadium and you wish you can do it forever like i said yesterday it's one of those things that you just can't and you just enjoy the time that you're here, and then you enjoy the moment that you get when you get to walk across the field. Remember for sure. forever for sure, absolutely, no doubt about
1: it. Well, let's uh, take a look at some afternoon scores, uh, scores in progress, and also some finals from yesterday. Right now, it's called good, clean, old-fashioned hate. The rivalry between Georgia and Georgia <laughs> yeah. Tech in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, with a comfortable 24-7 lead over Georgia Tech. Right now, 10-10 left in the third. The Big House in Ann Arbor. It is Michigan 14 and Ohio State. 14 oklahoma state 41 to 10 over kansas early in the third memphis all over east carolina 63 to 6 as memphis looking to get their 10th victory of the season later on the cbs sec game of the week 230 the iron bowl at jordan Hare stadium on the plains in auburn number one alabama at number six auburn later today it is the number five wisconsin at minnesota penn state 10th rank penn state is at maryland Also later today, Boise State is at Fresno State. West Virginia is at number four, Oklahoma. Michigan State, the 16th-ranked Spartans are at Rutgers, 23rd-ranked Northwestern visits Illinois. This is uh, the Palmetto Bowl and uh, Williams-Brice Stadium in South Carolina. It is Clemson at South Carolina. Our matchup has A&M at LSU tonight, 6:30. A big one out west, Mr. Tyler. Notre Dame is visiting the Stanford Cardinal. Well, yep. Bryce Love is uh, down the stretch. Herb, he he gets a big performance today that could really boost his uh, Heisman resume.
2: He's gonna get it. He'll get at least 150 yards today with maybe two touchdowns and uh, maybe one or two 50-yard runs. He'll definitely get that. And that's hopefully the, the people on the east coast are, are watching.
1: Yeah, no, we're playing Notre Dame. No, that's right. You're Absolutely. right. They will
2: draw some attention as well. Also,
1: it is the Apple Cup, number 13. Washington State is at number 17, Washington. It's
2: going to be a good game.
1: The Egg Bowl the other night, as we talked a little bit about the uh, former New Orleanian, a uh, former Keaton New Orleanian Keeton Thompson, Orlean and Keaton Thompson yes, with sir. a huge game, over 300 yards and two touchdowns. But Ole Miss takes care of Mississippi State, 31-28. to 28. The big one yesterday is uh, Miami goes up to Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. They fall to the Panthers, 24-14. to 14. Really hurting their chances there. Uh, even if they beat Clemson next week, uh, one has to wonder what that does to the ACC's resume. Number 12, TCU takes care of Baylor yesterday, 45-22. to They come from behind in a seesaw battle, outscoring the South Florida yep. Bulls, 21-8 to in the fourth. It was Central Florida, 49-42. to Two of the
2: best coaches in the game right there. Yes, one of both those, of them could if be not on their them. way. Exactly, yeah, both of yes.
1: them. Charlie Strong and of course uh, Scott, Frost. Scott Frost. Yep, uh, number twenty-five Virginia Tech took care of Virginia in the Commonwealth uh, Trophy battle, uh, ten to zero. That's a look at it, Herbert. Let's see, pull up uh, some SEC because man, those were some uh, big games that happened uh, yesterday. Of course, that Arkansas game was huge, but uh, Florida State right now needs Florida in Gainesville, twenty-four to sixteen. That mm-hmm. is uh, late in the third. Louisville all over Kentucky 34 to 10. That is late in the third mm-hmm. uh, Vanderbilt is at Tennessee this evening uh, just for uh, pride that can, e- that, that can go either way right there Either way. No <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, as we said Clemson is at South Carolina uh, Ole Miss took about that down, but yesterday drew Locke, five touchdown passes 448 yards is with 170 yards rushing and Jamon Moore 160 yards receiving on 10 grabs Missouri completes a tremendous Second half of this season six straight wins 48 to 45 and her Missouri will finish third in the east now after being arguably the worst team in the conference the first few weeks of the season.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's amazing what you can do and when you never give up on a season or you never give up on uh, on your vision of which, what you want your team to be that uh, Coach Odom does, has done a great job to get those guys to where they are now and uh, they're going to roll right into a bowl game and mm-hmm. I think they're going to win whatever bowl game they I go to. They, and yeah, that's going to propel well. them. That's yeah. going to propel them for the next season,
1: I guarantee it. No doubt about it. So that's a look at your scores. Herb, uh, Texas A&M in town this evening, Uh, LSU is the only team in the West A&M has not defeated since they've been in this conference. Mm -hmm. And it's really, you know, last year was an entertaining game. There have been some entertaining ones. But, you know, it was the first few seasons, it was just dominant. I mean, LSU just uh, – Johnny Menzel never did anything against LSU. The only school in this conference that he played, he didn't pick up huge numbers. Uh, They had his number. It is something about this. And I think – that's a fair analogy from LSU's fans. No no disrespect, but sometimes a rivalry is looked at different ways from each fan base. I think in the battle for the boot, we saw last year an uh, uh, LSU team that came out and was hyped up, pumped up, mm-hmm. you know, I think really pumped up, coming off that tough loss to Alabama. And they were like, man, they, they were in it. First time that I really saw them really focused, energetic in that battle for the boot. Texas A&M, LSU. This is a big game for lsu it's a hey it's an sec opponent but herb i think from a who it means more to who looks up i think the a&m fan base takes a lot more stock into this game than the lsu fan base does and that's not a disrespect i'm just telling you from from the hype up if you're saying okay well, what does lsu really really get up for this isn't on the top tier of the pecking order
2: well you know for me i look at this um texas A M and game against lsu and i, got, I go way back you yeah. know because it was the first game I ever saw mm-hmm. on you know, on the sidelines for for a while. I was playing with LSU. And uh, Kevin Falk, I mean, did his thing when we were at Texas A&M. And those guys were big and bad. The R.C. Slocum was the head coach. And, I mean, they had some of the best linebackers in the country, mm-hmm. running backs in the country. I mean, these guys were great. So I don't look at it and see just the past five years. I see the past 20, 30, 40 years of every time that Texas A&M has touched the field. Texas a and has one of the greatest – Tradition of NCAA football as well just as LSU does. Yeah, so recent here recently Texas A&M has been a different type of team. They haven't been that ground-and-pound Beat you team, you know using stout linebacker play and Mm -hmm. really great um, Pressing defensive line play things that nature just been using finesse offensively
1: More on Texas A&M and then of course a recruiting update huge night last night on the uh, select side in the prep playoffs and the non select side including two of the best running backs in the state, if not the country, square off baby. at Hanville last yes. night. Hanville and uh, Cummington. We'll hit on that with a recruiting update, and Mike Scarborough starts things off with his take on LSU and Texas A and M. But first up, a CBS update. Beautiful day on campus today. Kind of a late arriving crowd, though, Herb. I was surprised when I made the turn. You gave me the the, uh, the kind of different route a while back. to go up to Louisa yep. and then come that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, that rebel wasn't there was nobody in the curve i was like wow i can't believe it so it must going to be a later arriving crowd today but i can imagine now it's starting to thicken up out there beautiful day here on campus the weather is perfect it's going to be a nice night tonight uh thinking of things there's a lot going on We've got bands performing i think mm-hmm. coming up at two o'clock you got the bag of donuts right down the street from here yep. uh, of course the student gates open up at 3:45. then the tiger walk comes down victory hill at 4 25 and herb there's been uh a huge crowd out there was since the first game of the season that's yeah. become a big tradition over there
2: yeah it's always been a big tradition the, the the biggest thing though is for the fans to get to see you know the guys who are predecessors of these years guys so that's right you know the older let them in or whatnot uh, just players period get a chance to walk down the uh the hill with the with the newer guys and coach O. and coach o has opened that up and that's one of the things that that we as former players really love about coach o.
1: mike scarborough tiger dot com www.tigerbait.com and Joined just now mike Big, big night last night on the prep side of things. It was the select side playing in state semifinals. They've already punched uh, four state championship matchups for a couple of weeks. And the non-select side now moves into the semifinals where there are four teams left to see who goes. We'll have nine championship games in two weekends on a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Let's start off in Hanville uh, last night with two high-profile running backs squaring off against each other from Covington and Hanville. And uh, this was a hell of a game. And uh, Puka Williams uh, is a guy that his uh, stock has steadily risen throughout the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've we filmed him uh, twice this season. And, you know, it seems like every week we're talking about another 300 yard game. Um, I don't know what he's averaging each week, but I, it can't be less than 280. Um, mm-hmm.
2: ooh, I agree.
3: Um, you know, and then I'm just doing it off the top of my head because it seems right. like I said, it, it seems every week it's 300. Um, you know, maybe it's two thirty, and I'm, I'm missing some games. But uh, you know, you, certain you look at him and, and his size and everything. But when you watch his his tape, and of course, everybody that went viral earlier in the week uh, that uh, you know that karate kick he did in that kid's chest. Um, but he, he's just a fantastic athlete, and, I, and I'm kind of you know you, you you look at him run the football, and you're like, well, who does he remind remind you of? And I'm I guess maybe what a little bit smaller, Chiron Carey, may, maybe a little faster than him.
2: Yeah, Mike, look, that's a that's a weird deal for um, for Puka Williams. Last night he ran for 300, and I think he had two 70-yard touchdowns called back on him, and still had 300 yards rushing.
3: Yeah, I. You know, you hate you. You look at LSU's running back board and the athletes, and you gotta, you know. You got a running back from Florida who's maybe not as fast as you like. You got the Provence kid from Alabama, that's a tweener. He's a 180 pound, you know, hybrid receiver. Uh, Auburn wanted him as a defensive back. Uh, then you got the big six foot three kid Joiner, who's opted to, rather than come to LSU for a visit today, is going to go to the Iron Bowl. And if Saban is going to take him, he wants him as a linebacker. It's all the you know the the prototypical running backs that you see LSU with. Are in next year's class. Destrahan, Emery, uh, you know, the kid from Southern Lab who's already committed uh, mm-hmm. for next year. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I keep, they offered uh, Puka. Uh, he kind of seemed like he was disgruntled about how late the offer came, just like uh, the HN kid from Jennings last year who ended up in yep. Swimson and had, has done some nice things this year. Um, I just wonder, you know, if, if you go ahead and if you can convince him to flip him around, but it doesn't—it doesn't seem like uh, there's a whole lot of, of mutual interest after LSU had offered earlier this fall. But what about the Brumfield kid on the, the other is, side? Is, he, is, is what he doing does it translate well to, to SEC football?
1: Mm-hmm. And then Coach Devin Brumfield from Covington—is yes. he—is he getting some looks, Mike? No,
3: not that I'm aware of.
1: I got you. So running back-wise now, who does LSU have on the books for 2018?
3: Chris Curry from Florida, who's already committed. Right. Uh, you know, and he's a mid-4, 640 guy. Um, and then you've got uh, Tay Provens, uh the, the the athlete who's more, you know, like I said, Auburn wanted him as a defensive back. Uh, LSU said they would give him a chance at running, but he's 180 pounds. Uh, and then you've got Harold Joyner. Uh, the six-three, you know, two hundred and thirty-pounder, um, but you know he's—he seems like he'll he'll crawl two hundred yards, uh, two hundred miles through broken glass to get to Alabama. Um, and it, like I said, if Saban offers him, Saban's only taking him as a linebacker. So I don't—I don't know that he's the answer. It's just so, you know, that's why Cam Akers was so important last year that he ended up at Florida State because you mm-hmm. saw in advance that there wasn't a whole lot in Louisiana. As far as what you're used to seeing in an LSU backfield, um, whereas 19 is, is where you, you get caught back up. But you know, you know, we talk about it all the time. What uh, we shoot, Herb and I talked about it last week uh, on this show. Uh, you know, the running back group for next year at LSU, scary.
2: Now, I'm gonna tell you, Puka Williams, man, is a special athlete. He's a guy that we have to do everything that we can to keep him here in state to play running back here at LSU and not anything else, this kid can do it all. So I believe that um, if we make the push hard enough and strong enough to where he could actually come here, sit down and have some time, spend some time on campus, that he'd actually at least consider it. So what do you think the likelihood of him at the very least considering it?
3: Yeah, and and that's the point. You know, he he was offered – but I'm, I'm unaware of him being on campus for any unofficial visits for games this year. I don't, I don't see, think I he know. has. We'll see if he shows up for tonight's game. But, you know, this is the last home game.
1: So that means he wasn't invited?
3: No, it, 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 anybody who wants to come can come.
1: Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. Not, I'm not sure, but I'm just I'm looking last night at some of the highlights. And, and these two kids and uh, from Catholic New Iberia, uh, Landry, and then this uh, is it Stokes, or Jaden Stokes, I mean, he—he he just like somebody shot him out of a cannon, and they dismantled Newman. Uh, is anybody looking at, at these kids from over in that western area? Because in the, in the select side, which is the two eight three a Notre Dame, Catholic, New Iberia, and then uh, in the uh, public side with Welsh, Kinder, all of that, that, that's got some good football over in that yeah, area. You and know, all I'm those there- teams are pretty much from the same district.
3: I'm not hearing anything on the kids from the New Iberia Catholic, uh, but I, I've tried to point the finger and, and steer some people in the direction of the Carum kid, the, 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 the defensive lineman uh, for Kinder since, since I saw him uh, oh, yeah. th- this summer. Uh, I, think, mm-hmm. I think he can be an offensive lineman for somebody. Um, and anybody that I've shown his tape, uh, I know Memphis was real interested. He's got offers from some of the academies, Navy, and, and so forth. I think he can play for somebody as an offensive lineman for sure.
1: With Mike Scarborough. Mike, let everybody know about the latest on last night's action and what's up on the site right now. Proud of LSU and the
3: Yeah, we got a pregame notebook. Of course, it's a a nice official visit weekend. Uh, If you go to the recruiting pool, a tab down, uh, you'll see the the list of official visitors. uh, Got wind this morning that Nebraska's uh, tight end commitment who got a broken leg. Uh, He's in for an official visit. Uh, top player in the state of Nebraska. think he's going to uh, stick with Nebraska, but he's certainly nervous about uh, their their uh, coaching change. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a big weekend because of Terrace Marshall being there, the wide receiver. Uh, and of course, uh, his, his quarterback, Justin Rogers, will be there, the big offensive tackle junior college kid that we've been talking about since the summer. Badera Traore is there, 6'6". Six, six, 320-pound offensive tackle that Jeff Grimes has done a fantastic job recruiting. Uh, I, I, I think probably uh, that gets solidified this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a commitment uh, real soon if it doesn't happen this weekend, uh, midterm grad. And you got Justin Watkins, the athlete, who can play either wide receiver or defensive back, uh, uh, six-foot, uh, 170-pounder. And then you got Damian Lewis, the offensive guard uh, from uh, Junior College of Mississippi. Um, but you know, you start filling in the gaps, and you you you, uh, you, you kind of wonder how they're going to finish out here, and, and by what. And we're trying to figure out what happened with Devonta. Jason he was supposed to be in for an official visit this weekend, and uh, that that got canceled. So okay. we're going to see what's going on with that soap opera. Of course, he's been committed to Kansas for a long time.
1: Mike Scarborough, bro, dot All right, Mike LSU Texas A and M. Give us your take. How you see this one shaking out tonight between the Aggies and Ma- the Tigers?
3: I, I man, I, I really think that um, this is probably the Aggies' best shot at, at getting getting uh, taking one from LSU since uh, they joined the SEC. I think this is going to be a tight one. I, I'm I'm going to say 24-21 LSU.
1: Mike Scarborough. Again, Mike, let everybody know what's on the site and how they can get in touch with you on social
3: media. There you go. Go to TigerBait.com, at Scarborough Mike on Twitter, and we'll be uh, doing our live chat uh, during the game. It's a big popular feature on Tiger Bait. If you're an LSU fan, subscribe to Tiger Bait, and it's also a good Christmas gift.
1: Mike Scarborough. Mike, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it.
3: All right. Talk soon. Thanks,
1: guys. All right. That's All right, Mike, Mike Scarborough. He's Herb child Dick Bellamy. We will continue counting you down to LSU and Texas A&M. 6 after six thirty tonight. Kickoff, boy. Herb and you know uh, we're here and everybody's tailgating. Yeah. Doctor <laughs> Bankston is is right to us. And I tell she you those hot dogs. Huh? but I tell you, I, I never seen hot dogs look so good. I agree. Either. And the Doctor And, the, Dr. and the buns. Oh, he's got this the hot dog machine with the hot dogs on it's one. A side little warmer, man. And uh, the buns are on the yeah. other, man. Dr. Bankson has got it. He's doing it's like day. a hot dog castle or whatever. Oh over there, man, huh? he's got it laid out nice on a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day on campus. LSU and Texas A&M tonight. Twenty seniors will be honored here at Death, in Death Valley tonight. And right now, Herb and I just uh. Fascinated by the look of (laughs) all the tailgating that is going on on (laughs) campus. We will continue here, counting down to LSU and A&M tonight on WWL. Counting down to LSU and Texas A&M right here on WWL this evening. It is the final regular season game for the Tigers and uh, the X. And, of course, uh, next week we'll find out uh, next Sunday all the bowl invitations. There will probably be some uh, kind of (laughs) – a good indication of where mm-hmm. people go, but Herman, man, the opportunity for LSU to finish uh, right behind Alabama in the West and then third in this conference at six and two. So this is a, a this is a big, big game. I don't have any reason to believe that LSU won't come out sky high like they have been. And that's been one one thing that with Coach O, uh, you know, I think that was big him last year after falling to Alabama, the way LSU responded against Arkansas and
2: after they failed to Florida, the way they responded to A&M. The, the last time we saw them come out flat was against Troy, and we saw what happened. Right. Ever since then, they've they come out with a number passion and mm-hmm. playing Tiger football, and they've at the very least been in the game, giving themselves a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. And I think since then, the only game that they've lost was the Alabama game. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So 6-2 and two since then, and uh, I mean 6-2 and two in the SEC West after a win tonight would be magnificent. You can't ask anything greater for Coach O in his very first year as a full-time head coach. Now, going into next season, we would like him to be 7-1, and one, and then the following season, 8-0, right? Right. Um, but, you know, hey, let me say it right now. I, I, I'm fully invested in Coach O. I think I think you give him enough time, and especially enough time with his offensive, new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. this guy can make really great things happen for LSU in an – Next upcoming, let's call it three to four years.
1: Yep. Well, Herb, some great prep stars last night. You and I were talking yesterday on the West Bank. Well, Carr and Warren Easton next week in the state semifinals. Two teams that have been in and, and around the, the Adon- semifinals. The semifinals that? next weekend, yes. On the non select side is semifinals. Select has the week off, they have a bye week, and all their championships are set. They'll okay. be and then they'll all come together the following weekend for Thursday. Okay. Friday, Saturday, and State Championship. That's going to be a huge matchup. And, uh, you know, I was surprised the year they won it. People were surprised. Dale Winer's Catholic Bears. But they've allowed, her I want to say 12 points mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They had a shutout in the first round, and then they had the Evangel last night to six points. Catholic of Baton Rouge went on the road and beat Evangel in Shreveport. That's a big one there. So John Curtis and Catholic will play in the, in the State Championship game in that top division on the select side car and warren easton next week herb at berman man is that gonna be one to be at oh that's
2: definitely gonna be one to be at you know that's you know we call we call berman stadium death valley as well yeah. so it look um, like a
1: rainbow of different like <laughs> college coaches colors hats Absolutely. And sweat tops up there because always. i can promise you
2: they're gonna all be there always because i mean you got some of the top tier athletes in the country not only in the state but in the country that plays for both of these two teams and. Um, Car always does a phenomenal job. That's one of my alma maters. Yes, Coach Bryce. Brown. I, I love those guys over there, especially what Bryce is doing over there, and um, Noel Ellis and, and guys of that nature. yeah uh, You know, Torres Howard. Those guys make things happen over there. We Noel was a hell of a player himself. Oh yeah, Noel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, look, we grew up under Coach Out. Man, Coach Out was the greatest coach I think that any of us could ever had. And then those guys mm-hmm. played for Don Watney, who is also a great coach. You know, obviously I moved on to Landry, also to, to Walker, which is not Landry Walker, but. I'm going to tell you, man, I, what, what I would have liked to see was either one Easton or Endicott car or on the other side of the bracket oh, yeah. so those cats man, can meet up in the oh, Superdome, man. Yeah. you know, um, and that's what I know a lot of people want because those, both of those guys deserve at least an opportunity to, to play for the championship and not just to play for an opportunity to go to the championship. Warren Easton, I, uh,
1: I think if I timed it out correctly, heard one point, Maybe right at a mile, 1.2 miles from the dome, Mm -hmm. right there, Warren Easton. Of course, they've been close. They lost that great one to Neville a few years back tight and then the you know that was the, the yeah. card and go so that is going to be one for the ages they could
2: do a slow walk to the dome 15 minutes mm-hmm. for the game and get there 13 minutes early that's exactly <laughs>
1: right that's exactly
2: right and of
1: course part a ball club that has really come up on the north shore is Lakeshore, mm-hmm. undefeated the panthers last night took care of neville they will host the semi-final game on the uh, other side against the rain uh, red wolves so a good opportunity to the uh yeah, the north shore new orleans area state finals you go by there, you'll have either Easton and Carr taking on Lakeshore. They're in the state uh, championship.
2: Lakeshore went to St. Amount earlier a couple weeks ago and beat them, and yeah. St. Lamont was a really good team. They were. They were. He's Herb Tyler.
1: and am Deke Bellavere. A lot to get to. LSU at Texas A&M. We'll go behind enemy lines next hour, and we're going to find out about this Texas A&M ball club and what's the future for Coach Kevin Sumlin. Does he uh, still have a lot to uh, play for? If he were to beat LSU tonight, uh, is he still alive? Some think that uh, he's already done, and they're courting. Word is, guess you know who, Florida State coach Jimbo Fisher. A lot more to get to. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Deke Bellavere. Count you down to LSU and Texas AM. and m 630 kickoff tonight right here on
3: Tiger Radio, WWF.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.